The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to A Gut Feeling. I'm your host, Jacqueline Renee, holistic health coach with a very extreme passion for gut health. I've made it my mission to help you get to the bottom, pun definitely intended, of all your digestive distress. My intention is to be completely transparent about what it truly takes to get your gut back on track. Welcome back on the continual journey of healing the gut. It never ends. Um, We can't talk about healing the gut without talking about food or diet or what you eat when you're healing the gut. So today I want to dig in to, first of all, what I consider to be the top three diet trends or lifestyles right now, but also to dig in like why you would choose a diet or what diet is right for you or what we need to do to get into these lifestyles and keep them long-term for healing. Because there's there's one for everyone. And honestly, one person's food is another person's poison, where some people can be vegan and live off grains and whole wheat that can be completely toxic to somebody else and they need to be more paleo, grain-free. So there's no one-size-fits-all diet. That's the answer right off the bat there. So you can stop listening to this podcast. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, There is no one-size-fits-all diet. It is all about figuring out what's right for you. And this is what I teach you week after week after week, which is get in tune with your body understand what it what it triggers it, what makes it feel bad, what are the things that you need to avoid that trigger it, what are the things you need to put in to make it go, to make it have vitality. And we only do this, the only way to really do this is to completely understand your body and the best way I feel to do it is to journal. To journal down the food you eat, to journal down your symptoms, how you felt, what you drank, how you, how you slept, everything that you're going through. And you don't have to do it every day for forever, but doing it for, you know, say three to five days, you can really identify some major things that are going on in your body and get very in tune with it. It's it's very eye-opening. Recently, I had a client who had been struggling with trying to figure out what was going on. And I said, okay, here's where we're going to start. You're going to text me every day, all day, what you're eating, how you feel, what you're consuming, the thoughts that are going on in your head. It's going to be very open, very violating, it feels like, right? But I want you to give it to me, like all of it, no judgment. And I'm not even going to respond to any of it. I'm just going to allow you to do it. And so we started on this journey. This was actually only a few weeks ago. We started on the journey in the morning. And the first thing she texted me was, I'm scared. And I said, I know, I understand because it it can bring in a lot of judgment for yourself, but let's go through it and just be comfortable in the uncomfortable. So then she proceeded to go through and I didn't respond to any of it. Tells me what she's eating. Tell me how she's feeling again and again, day after day. On the fourth day, 
And mind you, this client is specifically has gut issues, but also is experiencing weight loss resistance to the point where it feels like she's done every diet, she's done everything, but she still cannot lose the weight. And mostly in the belly, which is a huge sign that the gut isn't healed and that's why we're getting weight loss resistance. Okay, so that's kind of what she's experiencing. On the fourth day, she had breakfast. She texted me what she ate for breakfast and she said, it's very interesting. Today, I feel like I don't need as much food as I thought I did before. I think I'm overeating. And I said, wow, that's a very interesting observation. I consider that to be an aha moment. And very, you know, pivotal in your healing journey to understand that about yourself. And she said, yeah, I never realized it. And had I not been writing these things down and and going day by day to understand what I was consuming, how it was making me feel, I never would have understood that. I just would have kept being in this, you know, kind of vicious cycle roller coaster where I thought what I was eating was healthy enough. Why am I not losing weight? Blah, 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 playing the victim. Well, now it's on paper or on the phone and I realize these things are affecting me. So that is a major moment for my client and can be a major moment for you to really understand what's happening in your body. And this is exactly how I got to the place where I understood what I needed for me. When people tell me, can you just tell me what to eat? Just give me a meal plan, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I'll eat it. I can do that, but it, it might not work for you. What I give you, I don't know. It might make you bloated. It might make you too tired. It might not give you enough energy. So it is an exploration of these things together. And so, you know, along this healing journey, you can try a diet, but if it's not working for you, if it doesn't make you feel better within a week or two of doing it, because there is a little bit of, you know, change that you go through, a little bit of uncomfortableness when starting a new diet. But after about a week or two, you should know if it feels right for you. And if it isn't working, don't consider it failure or quitting, but consider it to be more of like a lesson or learning about your body of what you need. So let me give you like an example. Let's say somebody says, you know what? I heard that going vegan is really good for heart health and will help me lose weight. So I'm going to go vegan. And, you know, it's uncomfortable for a couple of days. They get settled. They go in. And then on, you know, two weeks later, they have low energy. They feel like they can't get out of bed. They're experiencing fatigue. Well, maybe not having meat in your diet or some of the other things that come with consuming animal protein isn't enough amino acids or vitamins for you to sustain the vegan diet. Maybe there needs to be a balance or maybe there needs to be supplementation to help you get there. This is just an example. I'm not specifically saying this for vegans. I'm just saying there are things that can go wrong in a diet and we don't ha you don't have the tools to get yourself back from there. Um, obviously, this is where using a health coach or a nutritionist comes into play because they can help you resolve these issues or look at your your health history, your your um, results from a blood test, your vitamin levels, where your kidney and liver are at, where your hormones are at to decipher what would be the best diet or nutrition for you but also working together for you to understand this. There's not a client that we don't take as at the clinic I work at, Balanced Health, or with my uh, clients online. There's not a client that doesn't fill out a three-day diet and that along the way we don't have them record what they're eating and how their symptoms are going to figure it out. It is exactly how we figure out what nutrition is right for you.
So with that, you know, along my healing journey, I have tried them all because A, I was on a gut healing journey and B, I was on a mission to research every little single diet and way of life so that I could know what worked for people and what didn't. Clearly, I got to the, you know, basic epiphany of it's different for everybody. But here's a few that I've tried along the way. So the first thing I did was I started out gluten free, like a gluten free diet. And I still am gluten free today because the change that it made in me going gluten free was phenomenal. I got rid of my brain fog. My bloating was reduced. I didn't have any of the digestive distress that was quote unquote IBS anymore. You know, IBS basically went away when I took gluten out of my diet. Um, And I knew it to be very toxic for me. It doesn't mean it's toxic for everybody. It just means for my journey. A way that you can see if gluten is affecting you is to remove it for two weeks And then on the, you know, 15th day after two weeks to have it in small quantities and then to take it out, but to observe over the next couple of days what happens because it can be a delayed food sensitivity. It can cause bloating, but it can also cause things like brain fog, acne. You never know, but it has to be a test. You have to go through these things to figure it out. Another diet that I did was more of an elimination diet of the top five toxic triggers or what I now consider to be a detox. It's cutting out caffeine, sugar, alcohol, gluten and dairy, which are the top five toxic triggers in our modern day lifestyle. Now, obviously, caffeine, sugar, alcohol, I've addressed them before. There's a reason that they are, you know, they're very acidic. They cause inflammation. So we get those. But what about gluten and dairy? Well, farming, the farming industry has changed a lot. And over time, both gluten and dairy have been farmed in a way that they are very toxic to the body. If you're choosing high grade organic, you know, for the dairy, completely hormone free, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about mainstream gluten and dairy. Like I ordered a pizza from Domino's or whatever it is. Like these are very toxic type gluten and dairy. So I removed all five toxic triggers. This was back in my early 20s when I was working with a holistic naturopathic doctor, a naturopathic doctor, excuse me. And um, and she had removed all of these because I had something known as candida. I'm sure you guys are familiar with candida. I'm going to break into it one day. I'm going to really break it down. But candida is an overgrowth of yeast that causes a lot of digestive issues. So by removing these five top top toxic triggers, I was able to reduce my bloating, lose some weight that was um, sitting heavy in my stomach from the bloating and the digestive distress and cleared a lot of my skin up. Next week on the podcast, I'm going to be talking to Stephanie Cohen, holistic esthetician, and we're going to talk more about these inflammatory things that come up on the inside where they show up in acne. And for me, when I was consuming a lot of this stuff, it was showing up as acne as a sign that my gut needed to be healed. So another diet that I tried was a low FODMAP diet. This is where you eat mostly low fermentable foods to reduce bloating. Um, I've tried keto. I've tried paleo vegan. Those are the top three we're going to talk about today. And ultimately ended up really loving. Um, I went. I got into Ayurveda, which is um, ancient Indian medicine, which is a very like way of healing with cooking and food. And I think this healed me the most. You guys have heard me talking about acne, which is your digestive fire. And so this comes from a lot of cooked foods with very healing properties like turmeric and ginger and curry and all the good spices to heal. So 
needless to say, I've been around the block with a few of these diets and I came to basically realize that what works best for me is what I call pegan. It's a cross between a paleo and a vegan. And it is an actual term. It's in the dictionary now. So if you guys think I'm blowing smoke, I'm not, I swear. But um, I'm going to dig into paleo, vegan, and keto in a minute and tell you a little bit more how I ended up on Pegan. But again, disclaimer, it doesn't mean that it's right for you. It doesn't mean that it's right for everybody. But I'm going to teach you how to get to what works right for you. All right. So let's dig into the diets, okay? So first up is keto, and I put it first because it's the hottest topic these days, and everyone's talking about, oh, I'm going keto mostly to lose weight or to, you know, boost my energy, brain fog, all of these things. What is it, okay? Keto is a very low-carb diet, if any at all, even starchy vegetables, very high-fat and healthy fats like avocado, nuts, seeds, but also includes dairy, okay, which the other diets do not, and a a moderate protein. So, you know, they do partial proteins for dairy, partial protein, partial fat for dairy, um, and then they use animal protein as the other moderate protein. So I do think it's important for me to explain how glucose is stored in the body because the keto diet is to help your body basically shed excess glucose and so your metabolism boosts so that you start burning your stored fat. So when you consume any food of the day, it turns into glucose, which then is turned into energy, but it can only basically hold so much. And if you're not burning off that glucose, it then turns into stored fat. So when you go keto or enter ketosis, then you get to a point where your body is constantly burning this fat off, this stored fat. So there's no stored fat, which helps you lose weight, but also it's burning at such a high level that it's just burning it into energy. And, you know, that thus creates a life of, you know, more energy, weight loss, all of those things. It does, it is very good for these things. Weight loss, anti-aging, it helps to regulate your blood sugar, which is very important when you're trying to be healthy for long term, reduce cholesterol and triglycerides. It improves your mood, your well-being, quality of life and reduces blood pressure. So who is it for? Obviously, for people that are trying to lose weight, but it's very important that you're trying to lose a considerable amount of weight. If someone is an average to normal weight and they go keto, it can make them burn too much fat. And we do need some fat on our body, especially women. When we want to look younger, it's too much on our body to have no fat. And it also messes with our hormones. The number one person that keto is for is for people with um, neurodegenerative brain disease. So basically, if you have some kind of neurological um, dysfunction and or you're coming back from brain surgery or there's something going on there, this is very helpful for those people. Okay, Um, so this is why I like it. I like it because I've visually seen it heal people that are in very serious medical conditions, specifically um, with the brain and help them bounce back faster than any medication or any other thing that they could possibly do, which is incredible. And I'm so happy for it. I've seen it help people lose incredible amounts of weight that were basically ready and set up for a bunch of different surgeries, gastric bypass, heart surgery, whatever it was. I've seen them make incredible changes, lose 
like we have a client that lost 100 pounds on the keto diet and she's still an average, you know, a normal weight at 150. So you can see how fast it can help people lose weight. But the reason why I don't like it, these are a couple specific reasons why I don't like it. A, it can be high in dairy. I'm not completely opposed to using organic, uh, hormone-free, RBST, RBST-free dairy. But as a women's advocate and um, all about gut health and hormone health, I don't think that dairy is very helpful for us past you know the age of 25, 30. I do think it's playing a part into a lot of the hormone issues we have, and we don't really need it. It's also very... Um, it's also very promoting for mucus in the body. So people will experience a lot of sinus stuff. But you can do keto with a low dairy option. You can still use healthy fats. So it can be, you know, if you need to use it for specific things, then you can play around with it specifically with a health coach or a nutritionist to make it work for you. You can be keto and dairy free, basically. Or you can be a ketotarian, which is basically like a keto mixed with a vegetarian. Like uh, one of my favorite inspiring idols, Dr. Will Cole has a book called Ketotarian. It's really amazing. I've followed recipes from it and uh, really good for brain health and um, preventing Alzheimer's and dementia, those kind of things. Um, another reason why I don't like it is because it is very restrictive, specifically on starchy vegetables. And I do think that some of those vegetables, we need them for the phytonutrients. Like a sweet potato is a starchy vegetable, but it has a lot of great beta carotene and vitamin K, and it's really good for people who work out. So I think limiting some of that can be a little too much. All in all, it's not terrible for you. Um, but I think that if you're going to do it, you need to do it with a purpose and it makes sense to do it with a health professional so that you know your limits when it comes to it and make sure you're doing right by your body. Okay. Diet number two, paleo. Basically, paleo was where I lived for a long time. I do feel like choosing a paleo lifestyle is what mimics closest to what we were meant to be put on this planet for, like the the everlasting um, food chain that, you know, was created on earth. But paleo stems from paleolithic time, which was 2.5 million to about 10,000 years ago. It's how food was put on this planet, whether it grew from a tree or the ground, you're talking fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, um, lean animal protein, fish, all those natural elements prior to uh, grains and dairy coming into farming. Um, when w the farming changed and we added things like the grain and the dairy, it was so fast paced that the body couldn't keep up with digesting them or absorbing them. So this is really when there was a huge switch with obesity, where obesity came into play because if we can't digest something, it's going to turn into fat. So this was really where I live when it comes to a really great base foundation of how we want our diet to be. Again, disclaimer, this works for me. It doesn't always mean it has to work for you. I do get you know, a lot of messages, a lot of DMs, like how could you eat meat as a health coach? And, and I promote you know, organic lean meat or I, or I make it and put it on my Instagram because if I don't eat meat personally, I... I get very tired. I feel very sick. I feel drained. I don't have enough energy to work out. And so I'm lacking that amino, those amino acids and those vitamin Bs that I'm not getting from being a vegan. So again, what works for me may not work for you and vice versa. 
Um, so the paleo diet is similar to the keto, but obviously avoiding dairy. But then you can add in things like starchy vegetables, which they actually, you know, actually you can thrive off of a lot of um, this basis of the paleo diet is no grains, no dairy, no legumes or beans, and obviously no sugar. So it does help people with digestive issues. It helped me heal my digestive issues a lot, especially for people who have a hard time digesting grains and legumes because they can cause inflammation. It doesn't mean that people with gut issues can't thrive off of them because a lot of people that do have digestive issues are able to tolerate them. It just means for you, test it out, see how you feel. Like going back to what we were talking about of my client, realizing that, you know, she had been overeating and she really didn't need as much food as she did. So write, you know, write down your food, test it out. Do I feel bloated after beans? Do I feel okay? Do, am I tolerating these grains well? Do I, you know, what do I feel like? Am I tired? Do I feel energy? Just so you know what works for you. And it does. I do feel like the paleo um, diet for most of my clients help them reduce bloating, gas. It is what most of the top gut health docs recommend. Dr. Mark Hyman, uh, Max Ligavere, um, many different um, inspiring idols in the health and wellness field will refer to the paleo diet as probably the top diet used for healing. Again, doesn't mean that you have to do it. Um, it doesn't mean you have to eat meat to be paleo. It just means that this is something that is in the industry people are using as far as healing goes. So who's it for? IBS, colitis, Crohn's, weight loss, help balance hormones, improve mental health and vitality. Anyone who wants to do those kind of things. The reasons I like it is because it's a diet that I followed most of my life for healing, but I've also you know, visually seen it help a lot of clients uh, reduce inflammation from it. It's the basis of my um, Fresh Start Detox that I run every year, a couple times a year. The next detox starts April 14th, if you're listening in real time. Um, so we do a lot of that, avoiding toxic triggers. Um, the reason why I don't like it is if you're already gluten-free, dairy-free, and want to cut back uh, meat, it can be very restrictive. Um, a lot of people do paleo plus, so mostly paleo, but some legumes and grains if you can tolerate and, and that might work for you. So the final diet is vegan. Um, not saying these are the only three, but they're the top three, um, which is plant-based foods and beverages, eliminating all animal products, eliminate the use of, um, excuse me, and you're eliminating um, the use and harm of living beings, right? So for most people, it can be personal or religious reasons that they're giving up animal protein. So there's no animal consumption whatsoever, no honey, no dairy, no meat. Um, what it does, it's basically really good for people to want to reduce heart disease. Um, it also helps support the environment. It is good for weight loss and gut health. But for anyone struggling with heart disease, this is probably the best way for you to go. Um, my good friend and colleague, Dr. Joel Kahn, he's a holistic cardiologist. He's incredible. Um, he's the owner of Greenspace, if you didn't know. He has many books about going vegan, and he's helped so many clients go vegan and completely change their lifestyle so that they do not have to um, have heart surgery or that they lose a bunch of weight so their doctor's not on their case. They, he's gotten them off statins, off of their blood pressure medication, off their pre-diabetic medication. So he's an incredible resource. Um, one of the reasons why, I, well, a few reasons why I don't like the vegan diet. One, if you're doing it, 
not the right way, it can be very carb heavy and, and it can be very low in amino acids, which are the, the um, essentials for, you know, building muscle and, and brain health. Um, there is a wrong way to be vegan. I think it's really important if you're deciding today I want to go vegan that you work with a health coach because it's it's very important to get those B vitamins, uh, iron, amino acids. And if you're not getting it um, from your diet, then you might have to supplement. Why I, I do like it is because it has been helping so many people um, change their heart health and uh, kind of look at food in a different way. If you're looking at being vegan as 80% plant-based fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, um, healthy grains, that kind of thing, then you're looking at it the right way. So like I said, I've been through all of these at some point. I'm, I'm on that pegan tip now, but it's it just depends on what works for you. I really do want to dig into something called food combining on another podcast. I'll dig into that because that's how you can understand what works for you as well. Now, if you're local... I'm at Balance Health and Wellness in Berkeley, Michigan. It's the office I work out of. I work with and under Dr. Sarah Kerr. She's a functional medicine nutritionist. We do diagnostic testing for hormones, gut health, genetics. Uh, We do elimination diets. But the most important thing is to have a plan. So if you don't have someone supporting you through understanding what diet is right for you, then it's you're going to be lost forever, overwhelmed forever. So have a plan. I have coaches. My coaches have coaches. And if you're looking for someone to help you either in person at my clinic or online, you can check out the links in the show notes. Find me at either bewellmi.com or JacquelineReneeWellness.com. Again, I know it can be so overwhelming starting a new lifestyle. And that's why I've tried so many. But I'm here to support you along the way and in any way I can help. So Stay tuned for more information about diets and don't forget to check out those show links. And as always, happy healing. We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down. <laughs>